The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. I tell you, Christmas is really in the air. We're having fun up here, and uh, don't forget the Tennessee Philharmonic Orchestra's Christmas concert is tonight at 7 o'clock over at Bel Air Baptist Church, 7 o'clock tonight, and you can still get those tickets online. And we're going to have a big festive program today. We have two of Santa's elves with us, and they are here to sprinkle some magic all around. And while we're learning all of this magic, you can make your yards look even better. What? <laughs> if you like to go out and do yard work when it's 26 degrees. So, but business. you work up a sweat then. So it, That's it, right. It, it warms keeps, you up. It yeah. keeps you warm at you, 26 degrees. You can't degrees. beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Master Gardener's with us today. Linda Stevens. That's Linda you're hearing. And quietly in the background is Jennifer Salters. Good morning. <laughs> what, what, are, what are you trying to say about me, Bart? <laughs> it's good to have both of you. Well, here. thanks. It's, 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 it's always a delight to be here. It well, is, yes. Tell us what can people... There are things that need to be done outside. People are putting in living Christmas trees. They have plans of planting them afterwards. Let's tackle that one first. Because we did that a few seasons, and, and it was really neat because you had those trees that lasted, uh, and, and you remembered those Christmases. Yep. Uh, my first suggestion would be dig the hole. Big. First? First, yeah. <laughs> dig that hole and leave it there because as the ground freezes, and oh, yeah, it yeah. might be harder to dig your hole in January when you put that tree out. Mm -hmm. and, and it's already cold out there. It's already cold, yes. Now, I mean, it's... 20-something degrees right now. What does it take for the ground to freeze? Is it several days of below freezing temperatures or what? That sounds about right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with her. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> it, it depends on your soil, how moist yeah. it is, the, the, the wetter it is, you know, the, the, the water's going to freeze and all of those good, yeah. good sort of things. But when you're digging your hole, make sure it's... It doesn't have to be super deep. It doesn't need to be big enough to bury an elephant, but you need to have room to spread those roots out to get in a pot. The roots are going to be pushed together and probably curling around inside the pot. You want to spread those out like spokes of a wheel. So wide is better than deep. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And, and save that soil. Don't think that's bad soil. I want to throw it away. You want to put that same soil back in the hole. Because if you fill that hole with really nice, good soil, that tree is not going to want to send its roots out. It's going to want to stay there and circle and stay in that good soil. So you want to give it encouragement to send the roots out far and, and give it, it'll be stable. Which is the tree. secret of all trees growing well. Mm -hmm. So so keep the, the red clay. Yep. That you have. <laughs> Don't forget the rocks. Oh, keep the rocks? Yes. Oh, the really? rocks, too. Okay. <laughs> so we got plenty of those. It, it, it has to get used to living in that. Otherwise, yeah. it won't want to leave that little, mm -hmm. you know, 
resort hotel you've created for yeah. it. <laughs> now, do these trees require watering uh, once you plant them, or it is just the natural rain? Because we got a lot of rain the other night. We got a lot of rain, yes, but we had a lot of time without rain before that. Ah, okay. So um, you can't catch up then. You yeah, you can't catch up. So make sure your tree is watered. There, um, I think if you, there are publications probably if you go up to the extension office or go online to um, Rutherford.Tennessee.edu, you should find your way to publications about tree planting. Mm-hmm. In fact, that is a great resource for anything gardening that mm-hmm. you want to be looking at okay now are the uh, master gardeners classes full now for the coming season they're just about full the just deadline about. was okay. today is is today today yeah. okay yeah, well, i'm glad i brought that up yes then. Yeah. yeah yeah so if you haven't filled out your application form do it right now okay. <laughs> you, you have today is the day today is the today. deadline december the first yes. okay now if you're saying to yourself i i really want to do that but i don't think i'm ready uh what about those other classes the mm-hmm. the ones that are preliminary they are coming uh, oh, we so have we have you can't quite a sign few up now uh no no we're no. still uh actually we'll be meeting next week to discuss what we would like to uh have the class have in the classes um and that will there'll be a lot more classes next year uh we have the garden basics which is, um, that is taught by master gardeners at the extension, the farmer's market building. And um, that's usually several hours and we will probably have a hands-on component. So that's for not just beginners, but intermediate as well. And then we have some other new classes, Linda, right? And and the garden basics is a paid Mm -hmm. class. But during the year, we've had a number of groups getting together and time and time again, people from out of this area, mostly people from out of state, will say, well, how on earth do you grow things in clay and rocks? So we're going to have a special four-week series in March, and this is for people who are newcomers to the area. The first session is, ha, just cleverly, is growing in clay and rocks. Ah, like well, you well, can I'm here do, at home. <laughs> <laughs> like you can do it. You amend the soil. You turn it over. You use raised beds. Those are just some of the ideas. Then we're going to have a session on vegetables that grow well in this area because people coming from out of the area might be used to different vegetables in different varieties than what we grow. For example, everybody from the north comes in and wants to grow rhubarb. Well, I'm sorry, it's just too hot and humid for rhubarb. It might do well in the early part of the year, but it cannot stand the heat. So we'll be talking to them about things like that. The next one is going to be um, flowers, both annuals and perennials for sun and shade that grow well in this area. Now, people might not be able to grow their favorite flower, but I'll bet they'll find some new favorite flowers that thrive here. And finally, a unique thing to our climate and farther south is we not only get a summer crop, we can have a spring crop and a fall crop. So you can eke three different crops out of the season. So that's what we're going to tell the newcomers. 
And this is in in the Garden Basics, or what? No, is no, no, no. This is this is our library series. Oh, the library. This this will be at Line. Well, Linebaugh just is so good to us, and we work together. Okay. And so they give us space. They print our handouts, and we're just happy to partner with them. Now, is this at a specific time, a monthly at the Lineball Library? This or? will be the first Saturday of every month in the month of March. Okay. And the library opens at 9 o'clock, and that's when we start. First Saturday uh, in March, March only? Yes. So it'll be four weeks. Okay. Every, every Saturday in March, is it? Yes. And then once a month after that? Yes. Okay. And the, the series once a month after that will be back to the kind of things we normally offer with just a whole variety of things that we think that people ought to know about. Okay. Yeah, we so have a text here from a listener who said, I moved into Murfreesboro about a year ago, and I love gardening, but I didn't get anything started, so I went the whole season without any fresh vegetables and everything that I love to grow. I don't have a big yard. In fact, I don't have any yard. Uh, what can I do? <laughs> Raise beds and pots. Yep. Okay. And actually... That is the best thing. Wait a year. If you're new to the area, wait a year. So see, they did it without they, knowing. <laughs> they did it without knowing. Wait and see where the sun is. Where oh. do you get, uh, where's the best place for vegetables? Because you will need sun. Where mm -hmm. are your shady spots if you wanted to have maybe some shade plants? or uh, So that's a very good thing to okay. know where you're going to plant. Now, do you need a different, you were talking about raised beds. Are the raised beds different here than what you would have in another place? Uh, are there better ways to build raised beds uh, in Tennessee than other places? Uh, there I, are lots of ways to raise, do raised beds, but I don't think it's any different. I don't think it's yeah. any different from any, any place yeah. else. Over at the Ag Center, we have the demonstration gardens, and there you have beds made out of straw bales. You oh, have really? made, made Help me with this. Uh, straw bales. There is a regular framed, wood-framed mm -hmm. uh, bales, uh, cinder blocks. So we have examples of, uh, and there are others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But there are other examples of raised beds. So if you'd like to see what you could do, it's a good idea to go out there and visit. Now, we used to be able to say, go over and enjoy the farmer's market. And then while you're there, look at these uh -huh. gardens. The farmer's market's closed for the season. Can you still go over and look at the gardens? Yes, definitely you can. It's open, so go and stroll around. Actually, if you're interested in seeing the beds, this is a good time because the garden has been put to sleep for the winter. So you will be actually be able to see the beds themselves. Okay. Uh, and, and some are wooden, some are just straw bales? Some or? are straw bales, uh, cinder Sim blocks, uh, wood. A little bit of everything. We have the mm -hmm. Hugo culture, yes. which they'll be able to find out. In, <coughs> I, I think our information box may have, uh, there's a box we keep out there that has information on things. Um, okay. But certainly, uh, if they need more information, either pop into the extension office or follow us on Facebook and ask a question. Um, Master Gardeners of Rutherford County, Tennessee, TN. Very good. Uh, mm -hmm. We have another person who's asking, is this a good time of the year to do a soil test? I think you should be fine. I don't know of mm -hmm. any restrictions on soil testing. 
Okay, but so, the soil needs to not be frozen, I guess. Yes, as long <laughs> as it's not frozen. Um, if you pick up the box at the extension office, it comes with the instructions. Oh, okay. So they'll be able to f figure out what to do. So head over there to John mm -hmm. R. Rice Boulevard. Yes. Uh, the front building and mm -hmm. pick up a box and fill it full of soil. And it'll show you how to gather it from different parts of the yard? Yes, it will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, do you need a different uh, sample of soil for gardens versus the yard that's going to be strictly grass? I think they mm -hmm. do. They, oh, that's all specified on the box. Okay. Yeah. I think there is a something to check that asks you what are you using, what what are you using in this area? What do you want plan to use it for? Okay. So. Uh, here's another question about the Master Gardeners program. They said, I'm so glad I tuned in this morning and heard that today is the deadline, the final day to enter. Uh, if I get my name in in time, will I know for sure that I am in the class? Evidently, they must have had, <laughs> they must have wanted to be in before and didn't make it. Yeah, if you go to um, rutherford.tennessee.edu and click on the link that says gardening, uh -huh. and under that there is a link to master, you'll see a box that says master gardeners. The application should be in there. I think you can fill it out on, online. Oh, okay. And you should get an email response saying that it's, it's been, it's uh, been accepted. Accept. Been, so received, they, they, been received. Been received. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's no reason, I guess, to, as long there's, as you're in. As uh, long as you as, have an interest in gardening and you love to volunteer and help teach people. Well, tell us what what is, what's part of the Master Gardener program. Well, uh, as an intern, your first year, you start with 40 hours of classroom work. So it's 14 weeks every Tuesday, uh, Tuesday mornings. And then after that, you have to earn 40 hours of volunteer time in our different projects that we do. The demonstration gardens, uh, the education side like Linda and I like to do. Um, so there are lots of different ways to earn those hours. And then after you've done that, uh, every year you have to recertify as a master gardener. So we, we always have to learn, what is it, eight hours of okay. continuing education and 25 hours of volunteer time. So you're Which can learning. be gone in a month. <laughs> you can do that in a month. You're always learning. Yeah. <laughs> you're always learning. You never stop learning. It's great. And do you have classes or do you have meetings or where do you learn? We have oh. meetings and we have speakers at each of our meetings. Um, uh, UT oh. Court puts out YouTube videos that we look at. We go to talks held by other counties or our county. There are lots of different ways for us to learn. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then when we have the, the Master Gardeners teaching classes, like they'll be doing, and also we will be offering the podcasts again mm -hmm. this year, you learn when you put that stuff together. So, so you learn by teaching yeah. as well as going. You can, you can learn by being the teacher or by listening to another teacher. Right. And the podcast, if you miss something, you can go back and listen to it again and again until you get it. That's true. And there's also a handout that's available so that you can print it out at home and follow along and make notes on it if that's what you want to do. And um, Carol at the library told me they're going to archive this year's podcasts. So next year if you're if you're talking listening to one about flowers and you go i wonder what else they've said about flowers you can go back and listen to last year's 
podcast about flowers. So that's a big plus. Okay. Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned flowers because here's a text from a listener who said a while back you were talking about some colorful flowers that you could plant during the winter season. Uh, is it too late to plant those because it's really winter season outside? I'll have to agree it is winter season. 27 degrees right now. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're talking about pansies, I guess that's they, what it they, was. They can, they can go in, and a, a little known one is uh, snapdragons. They're mm. not quite as hardy as the uh, pansies are, but they'll they'll do nicely. Now the pansies, I see a lot of those putting mm-hmm. those uh, people putting them around the mailboxes and things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it really looks nice, colorful out yes, there. Yes, until it gets really cold. But what, what they, is really cold? I mean, because we may be getting uh, there. It's, I, th- I think it's really cold out this morning. I thought it was really cold. <laughs> <laughs> but the beauty is it doesn't stay. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so yeah. it's when it stays, that's when it's rough on the pansies. Yes. Right, right. right. Okay. Uh, now, we have folks who are doing decorations around the lawns, uh, putting in shrubs, planting trees, things of that sort. When we come back, we will continue the conversation and talk about is it too late to do uh, shrubs and trees and things of that sort. Stay with us. We're talking with some master gardeners this morning, Linda Stevens and Jennifer Salters. With us, our phone number is 615-893-1450. You are in control. You can send us a text or you can call and bravely talk one-on-one, just like real people. (laughs) 615-893-1450. We are broadcasting from Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE supplying power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric serving to make life better since 1936. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Market declines, unemployment, oil prices. Don't let headlines derail your long-term financial strategy. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. I'll work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long-term. We provide the tools for a disciplined approach to investing. Call 615-907-7056 for an opportunity to discuss your situation. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. Demas has offered gift cards that you can get in any value. You know, those times where someone gives you gifts, you weren't really prepared. It's one of those things that's nice and easy to hand back out, but they're amazing gifts for teachers, for family and friends, and we always offer specials depending on how many gift cards that you get as well. You can go straight down to the restaurant, and our cashiers are happy to help you with any of those gift cards. Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We have a larger selection than any of the other big box stores. Much better prices, uh, selection is wonderful from keyboards, drums, guitars, ukuleles are big this year. We also have lighting. This is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. Come down and look around. We have what you need. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Good morning. Traffic still a little bit heavy out here on 840 westbound at 65 in Williamson County where we had an earlier crash. Just busy where you would expect there, 40 westbound. Coming past the airport through Hermitage and Donaldson, uh, still some slow go traffic through Kingston Springs this morning. That's been bogged down pretty good, 40 eastbound. Coming in from Dixon County, it's been frustrating trying to get through the Kingston Springs area in Pegram. Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. These guys are absolutely the best. I've dealt with them for years. Check out their references at NashPainting.com. I'm Command Andrew Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll continue to see lots of sunshine as we head through our forecast today with a high near 49. Tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low of 30, chance of rain on Friday. I'm meteorologist Laura Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 24. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street, online at tireworld.us. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekdays at 810 on WGNS. Hey, welcome back. Here it is, the 1st of December. Yeah, are you ready for that? (laughs) Don't forget the Tennessee Philharmonic Orchestra's Kiskmas concert is tonight, 7 o'clock at Bel Air Baptist Church. What's that you say? You don't have your tickets yet? Don't worry. They're available online. You can get them online and print them up, and you got them in your pocket if you want. Or you can have it uh, there in your smartphone to show them. But you can go, yeah, tonight, 7 o'clock. That's part of the uh, Christmas season. Tomorrow night, up on the square, the lighting of the Christmas tree, that starts at 5.30 tomorrow night on the Murfreesboro Square. Boy, it's going to, Christmas is definitely in the air. Everybody's talking about Christmas, and uh, we're out uh, shopping already. People are shopping. In fact, maybe this 20-something degree temperature, maybe that makes it feel more Christmassy. I don't know. With Christmas coming, I've just got to throw this in. We're changing the display that we've got in the case over at the library, mm-hmm. and it's going to be gifts for gardeners. Ah. So we're going to fill it all up with ideas of things for people to buy for their favorite gardener. There's things like uh, an amaryllis bulb and uh, garden clippers and self-watering pots and there's a grow light that you can set on a pot it's really it's not very big and so puts the whole thing together um anyway it's just good ideas and i certainly hope that the people who are buying gifts for me come and take a look at what's in there because some (laughs) of the things i would really like to have but that'll be uh on display starting tomorrow and that'll be through the end january we'll change it again and remember to buy those locally. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of good places to buy those things. Abs- and just another way to spread that Christmas cheer. Absolutely. 
We uh, were talking just a moment ago about uh, planting things, and a person was wanting to do some planting of trees and shrubs and what have you. This is a good time. It is, okay. The, the, even though it's cold, the ground is still warm. Okay, I'll, I'll it, believe you. It, it is warm. The, the ground itself is warmer now than it'll be at the end of winter in the spring. Okay. Planting it at this time of year, the, the plant is rather dormant. It's it's mm-hmm. going to have that, that period of time from now till spring to get comfortable in its new home. And so, it'll give it a good start. Because so, it's dormant up top, but underneath, those roots are still... Yeah, moving out, mm-hmm. and the plant's not as stressed. Yes, when you plant it now, it doesn't have to deal with the heat, it doesn't have to deal with lack of water. Just remember to water it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there are a lot of added stresses by planting it later. Now you mentioned if you're planting a Christmas tree, dig the hole now, but make it wide instead of deep. Is that true for bushes and other things to, to other trees? I try to do that for. Well, trees for sure, definitely for trees. Um, you don't want to cover. Uh, well, you, can the, <laughs> you you look at the the roots, mm-hmm. the root ball, and frequently you buy something at a big box store. They've pulled it out of the ground, stuck it into a pot, and put dirt on it. Frequently, they have mounded up the dirt above the roots. And if that's the case, knock it away. You, you can see there's the stem and there's the roots. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that is the point where the soil should be. The trunk, then the roots, they're separate. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and here's a, another question from a listener. They said they've lived here for a good while, and about 25 years ago they planted several trees. They had no trees in their yard. But now they have some beautiful tall trees. Good for them. One of the trees, they said, though, has, and they don't remember this being a, a problem until a few years ago, they have large roots uh, all over the backyard that are above the ground. And they don't remember seeing that before, and it's rough to mow around, and it's also rough to walk through without tripping. Uh, is that just that tree, or is that what? What is the what caused that? My guess is it would be the tree. Mm-hmm. And as far as what to do about it, to go to the ag center and talk to an expert, some somebody who that's their profession, who knows it well, and there's several people there they can talk to. Okay, so there is possibly a fix for it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, take okay. some take some pictures. Okay. Would be a good idea of it too. Mm-hmm. All right. I have another question here from a listener who's wanting to do some heavy pruning. They said that the tree that they have has grown over the house. And uh, the other night when we had all of those winds, they were afraid the house uh, was in danger. And they were, too. <laughs> so is this a good time to do some heavy pruning? It's a perfect time to do it. Uh, there, there's all, all of the... All of the stuff that makes the tree live is down in the roots right now. Ah, okay. And you can see the structure of the limbs that you want to cut a lot easier without the leaves there. So you could take all of those that are hanging over the house and uh, back to get it back to where it's not hanging over the house, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. And don't paint anything on where you cut it. The tree will heal itself. 
Okay, what? I remember since you mentioned that, my parents used to do that all the time. Something black they would paint on it, yeah. uh, tar maybe. I'm not it, sure what it, it was. It locks things in and causes it can cause rot to start. So it was a bad thing, and mm-hmm. they thought it was a good thing. Who got that started? I wonder. Who knows? <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> they cause more trouble than anything. Okay. Yeah, if if you make a good cut, if you make a cut. Of the, on the limbs the way you're supposed to, you should have no trouble. Um, if, they're, if they're not sure how to cut those limbs, again, go up to the Ag Center, <laughs> the Extension Office. There will be flyers and information there on how to properly cut your limbs. If you don't know how to do it and you um, say it's a big tree and you're going to need some heavy equipment and uh, one of those uh, dolly-type things, uh, will somebody guide you to somebody who can knowledgeably do that because I can see somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, they could create a real problem. Yeah, you could for damage you. your tree. When, when you're talking about that kind of cutting, that's heavy duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're best off to hire an arborist? Okay. Was, we do have some. Yes. Okay. And does the ag sitter have a list of them? I mean, if, if we have some but we don't know how to find them, that doesn't do a lot of good for people. I think if you look them up online, people who have an arborist on staff will be advertising that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. So be aware. Try to get somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> it, I mean, if you're going to prune a, a bush or just take a couple of little branches off of your red bud, go for it. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking a big deal and getting in heavy equipment... I wouldn't try to do that myself. Okay. Uh, another text uh, here from a listener is saying that they have bushes in the front yard that have grown taller than the house, and they should be down uh, at window level. Is it too late? Should they just take them out and start over, or could they trim them down? I guess it depends on what 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 type they of bush are. They're talking about. But I, this sure. time of year is good to to prune anything so if so you make if a mistake if they're thinking they might have to take it out anyhow go ahead mow the thing down to the, about the height that you want and see what happens in the springtime see oh, how okay. see see how it starts to grow they're not out anything except the time it took to mow them down okay mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense and and i think what uh, if i'm guessing mm-hmm. what they're asking about because uh, they don't say here uh when you do severe trimming on bushes, uh, the, the green leaves that are making it attractive, you whack those away and you sometimes just have limbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, will, the, will the buds or the leaves, whatever you call them, will they grow back? Most likely. Okay. Think of um, the crepe myrtles Yeah. that for some reason people put in big crepe myrtles and want small crepe myrtles. Crepe muda. <laughs> <laughs> so they m- mow a whole yeah. lot. I, I had a, a uh, yard person who did that to mine. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, they come back. Okay. So, uh, and get them the size you want. This is a good time of the year to do that. And if you mess up uh, and you have plans on possibly taking them out anyway, just try and see if it works. Yeah. Okay. And, and a good, healthy plant is going to come back. 
And if it's not healthy, you wanted to get rid of it anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. 615-893-1450. Master Gardeners are with us this morning. And we're talking lawns and gardens. And uh, another person saying, I just have not had any luck with my yard. It is all dirt. We went through most of the season last year with uh, a lot of dirt. Uh, what can I do? When, when should I start to attack that and get grass? It depends on what kind of grass they want and whether they're in the shade. Um, I don't have grass in my backyard. I have too much shade. So I have weeds that I keep beautifully mowed. <laughs> and it looks nice and green. Um, That's what counts. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if they were planning on planting a fescue or cool season grass. It's too late. They're going to have to. Uh, that doesn't do well in the spring. It, they will come up, but the leaves, the blades will tend to be spindly because you're going into the warm season. So the time for that is the fall. Um, yeah, without more knowledge, it's hard well, to know what to tell them. <laughs> well, actually, I would suggest that this person uh -huh. look up Tennessee Smart Yards. Tennessee Smart Yards. Yes, and the idea is to have your yard be uh, functional for you and your family and your animals, but at the same time be good for the environment and the critters in the environment. And actually, the beautiful lawns we love are minus zero as far as environmentally. It's, it's, like, it's like a desert. Yes, or worse, yeah. because the desert even has things living in it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have no lawn, mostly because it started out because I don't like to mow. And so I've dug it all up, and in the backyard I've got an area of, what I'm telling this person is think of a hardscape mm -hmm. to have as small amount of lawn as you can. So in my backyard, there is an area that is shrubbery, there's some gravel in front of it, and then there's paths. And I have pots and plants all over the place. And you can control that, control the weeds and everything more easily, I guess. Absolutely. And my front yard, I dug up all that grass, too. And this year, it looked like a meadow of flowers out in front. Next year, it's going to be a little bit more structured. So do you have uh, gravel and things of that sort in the front yard as well? Um, in the, the, the part by the street, I had pieces of limestone put in sort of decorative mm -hmm. and plants growing around that and I'm going to do more of that coming up. It's not going to be gravel. It's going to be areas of garden for plants, for flowers, and I'm looking for mostly natives to put in there because why do we want natives? They evolved in this area along with the pollinators that evolved in this area and the insects that involved in this area so they will thrive and be beautiful yeah i'm glad you brought up pollinators because a few years ago there was concern that we were seeing less pollinators has that trend changed are we seeing depends more? on who you talk to but i did watch a podcast that was put on by the nature's conservancy and they said insects have been around longer than any other life form that we know, 
they will th uh, thrive, they will continue to thrive. Um, they adapt very well. So I'm taking from that that they feel our insects are not in danger. Now, haven't the master gardeners created some gardens over at the Ag Center that encourage pollinators Absolutely. to come in? Yes. Yeah. We have the butterfly garden. And, the, and all of that is, works well. <clears throat> it is a monarch way station as well. Uh -huh. So uh, you will see, if we're out there and someone sees the monarch uh, eggs or caterpillars, you'll see everybody jumping up and down in excitement. But we also have uh, a lot of native plants out there too. And uh, the plants are labeled. So it's easy to go out there and see what's there. Um, I would tell people if they want to help the insects, uh, if you have not cleaned up your garden for the winter, don't do it. Uh, I tend to leave mine with the stalks there and the seed heads. It's food for the ant, for the insects. It's food for the birds. And um, provides habitat also. Yes, they live down in the hollow stalks of plants. Oh, they okay. live under the leaves. Uh, they'll overwinter there. So just leave them alone, and uh, they'll well, enjoy living there and then clean up in the spring. <laughs> it's, it's easy to talk people into not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so leave those gardens as they are. Leave them as they are, and then, then do your cleanup in the spring. And I guess up. that same thought, because uh, we've had this topic on, and, and people are over, uh, you know, we have a, a lot of leaves and a lot of lawns right now. Uh, you've already blown them off once, but they came back the next day almost. Uh, right out of your neighbor's yard. Okay. Well, and if you live in the city of Murfreesboro, put them down on the street and the city will come uh, with its vacuum truck and pick them up. But if you leave them where they are, they're going to break down. They become compost. Mm -hmm. If you put them around plants that are mm -hmm. a little tender that you're a little concerned about they they make a protective mulch around those yep. but so, now if you leave them where they are don't they kill the grass that's below them we're putting them in the garden around plants oh, okay. not so, on the lawn yeah okay so I take them off the into, lawn. The, into my plant into my beds okay so just instead and of piling them on the street pile them on the garden. Where Put the them garden on your garden. They'll protect them during the cold, mm -hmm. uh, ah, okay. cold days. So you're using and it as they'll mulch. biodegrade and you get mulch. Cool. Okay. And how long does it take them to get usable? I mean, is it going? are they going to be usable by the time you're ready to plant something in the garden? They will, they will be well broken yeah, down. They'll, they'll by, break down by, by, by the spring. spring. Cause you know, we're, we're talking about we're in the beginning of mm -hmm. winter right now, and it feels wintry. Mm -hmm. Well, we blink twice, and it'll be time to start planting things. Can't uh, wait. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to those 60-degree uh, mornings. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and if it's 20 degrees, 40 degrees feels pretty good once uh. in a while. We will be right back. We're talking with Master Gardeners this morning. Linda Stevens and Jennifer Salters doing a great job from the Agricultural Extension Service. Don't forget, today is the last day to sign up for the Master Gardeners program for next year. So if you are thinking about it, don't think too long because when midnight strikes, it'll be over. <laughs> In fact, when the last person, and there's a certain number of people who can sign up, when that is filled, uh, it's over too. So don't, this is the 
crucial time. I happened to glance up and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. What makes Amazon Pharmacy Amazon Pharmacy? There's transparent pricing, so you know what you'll pay before you pay it. And Prime members can save up to 80% on prescriptions. Pharmacists can answer all your questions and can even transfer your prescriptions for you. All of this delivered directly to your door. It is Amazon Pharmacy. After all, save time, save money, stay healthy. Learn more at Amazon.com slash sports 22. That's Amazon.com slash sports 22. Average savings based on usage and inside RX data as compared to cash prices. Average savings for all generics are 78%, 37% for select brand medications. Restrictions apply. If you want to experience the unmatched flavor of live fire grilling, then look no further than the Big Green Egg. Forget the pellets, the propane, the knockoffs. Roll with the best, an authentic Big Green Egg grill backed by a free lifetime warranty. Yeah, lifetime. It's that good. Grill, roast, smoke, or bake. It's versatile, easy to light, and simple to use. Shop online for free home delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. That's free home delivery to your door. Let your grilling adventure begin. Visit BigGreenEgg.com. Community Christmas, There's No Place Like Home, is Friday, December 2nd, starting at 5.30 p.m. on our downtown Murfreesboro Square. Brought to you by presenting sponsor, Middle Tennessee Electric. Join your neighbors for this free event, including live performances, Santa himself, activities for children, caroling, and carriage rides. Nightingale Brass will perform after the tree is lit from 7 to 8, while pictures with Santa are in the courthouse. Join us December 2nd as Main Street lights up the holidays downtown. Hi, this is Hannah Fox of the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come shop with us for all your Christmas gift needs. We have wonderful gift ideas in our gift department, and we have a great selection of Carhartt clothing and other fashion clothes. We also, in our pet and bird section, have everything you need for your feathered and furry friends. Come see us at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. You won't believe what you'll find at the co-op. 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. The Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come see us. We'll continue to see lots of sunshine as we head through our forecast today with a high near 49. Tonight, clear to partly cloudy, low of 30, chance of rain on Friday. I'm meteorologist Ulo Lockwood on News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 24. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. If you have a question you want to text to us, better get it in quickly because we're in the final segment of the show. 30 degrees outside, warming up in your imagination anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer, this must really be rough on you because you 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 come here from uh, the Caribbean. I have lived in the U.S. 35 years and winter still gets to me <laughs> it's still i look outside and everything's like it's dead and and the gardener in me knows that's not true it's mm-hmm. just asleep and things underground are still moving and growing and yeah but um it's not so bad now it's the end of the winter that gets that's worse <laughs> oh yes uh now again before we leave we want to remind people sign up but uh, today is the deadline. Today is the deadline, so please sign up. Um, if the Master Gardener class, being a Master Gardener, is not for you, remember we have uh, the library series coming up next year. We have, if you want to get a little bit more in depth, we have Garden Basics. Um, 
So we'll be around next year. <laughs> and for those of you who are new to the area, think about in March coming to mm -hmm. our special series for people coming in new to the area. We will teach you how to grow vegetables in rocks and clay. Okay, and that is so, at Lineball Library? At Lineball yeah. Library. So March is a big month. We have that series going on. We have Garden Basics going on in March. But that's so that you're ready when it's time to get planting. And so. by the time March is here, we're going to be all revved up and oh, yeah. <laughs> ready for springtime. Definitely. <laughs> we start, you'll start seeing some uh, 50 and 60 degree days, and then that really primes the pump for us. And just think by that time, you can be sowing your lettuce and your peas and things outside. Yes. So be, uh, be ready for that. Uh, but the thing to remember right now is you need to, uh, to do some planning on uh, what you need to be doing in the winter time. It's okay to plant bushes and trees. Uh, it's okay to take soil samples. And Jennifer, you said if you plant that Christmas tree, make the whole, uh -huh. dig it now. I think it says twice as wide as it, twice as wide as it is. As the ball yeah, As the ball is, yeah, at least okay. at a minimum. But keep the uh, keep clay and rocks and yep. Put it back in there. Don't put mm -hmm. fancy soil right. in. Now, if you're doing uh, a, a raised bed garden and you don't have any uh, clay and all of that stuff, do you start with fancy soil? There is special yes. raised yes. bed soil that you yes. can buy already done for you, unless you want to make your own, in which case and you buy soil and manure and other things, compost and mix and, it up. And all winter you can compost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in fact, uh, <clears throat> a great idea where your garden is, uh -huh. take your potato peels and your apple peels and all of those things and go out and dig yourself a hole. Put your kitchen scraps without any meat, fat, dairy, dairy. stick it in, the, in that hole, take your, your uh, uh, spade, chop it up and cover it up again. And when will that be ready as a... Uh Next spring, Next spring, when mm -hmm. you dig that area up, you're going to find earthworms. Oh. oh, okay. So it happens, compost happens really quick. And is that the purpose of composting, to create earthworms? Is that the main well, thing? Well, the, the, the organic material breaks down and puts those nutrients in the soil, mm -hmm. plus earthworms go through there and aerate it. It just makes beautiful soil. Okay. Yeah, if you think of that clay that's just this dense, hard thing, and then you put the compost, you let your stuff compost, the earthworms come in and they put holes all through that clay and allow the, the organic matter that's composted to get in there. And that's cement in your soil. Exactly. <laughs> uh, here's a person who says, how long can I leave a butterfly bush in a large pot? Butterfly bush. If it's big enough for the roots, forever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how would you know if the roots are, if it would fit the pot? It's a good if question. You, I guess, can you lift it out of the pot just to, to see what's going on with the roots a little bit? Just lift it slightly. Okay. If they're starting to circle on the outside and you see them going around and following the shape of the pot, it's probably time to transplant. Okay. So there's some uh, good advice for you. And I guess you could use that on virtually anything else you put in a pot mm -hmm. that has roots on it. If you want that butterfly bush to stay in a pot, 
you just need to keep keep getting a bigger one. Oh, okay. And uh, for example, I have very little shade in my backyard, and so my vegetables grow in the driveway, in pots. So there is some more good information, and with that, we're going to have to wrap up our show today. Again, before we leave you, I want to remind you again, today is the deadline to mm-hmm. sign up for the Master Gardeners yes, program. Yes, and if you go to um, rutherford.tennessee.edu, click on the gardening tab and look for Master Gardeners, click on that. That will lead you to the application. Sounds great. Our guest this morning from our local Master Gardeners, Linda Stevens and Jennifer Salters. Hope you both have a, a Merry Christmas, and we look forward to seeing you in the new year. Thanks, Thank you. and Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to, you. to you. Have a great one. <laughs>